Wow, that was loud. (laughs) All right, then. Settling in, getting ready to do this queen deep dive. I need this so bad. (laughs) I need it so bad. I hope you guys need it because I'm excited to sit down and do this today. I am still not well. I'm not 100%. In some ways, I feel like 150%, but I'm getting there. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk queen. Let's talk the awesomeness of these boys, these four wonderfully talented individuals who fought and fought (laughs) extensively quite often for their songs and for each other and for the band and all that jazz. And I apologize in advance if my head goes to strange places with this episode, but here we go. This is dive number 114. Wow. I still remember when I was on dive 14, when I was in the Queen 2 album and I was having such a blast. And this is track number six on Queen's 10th album, Hot Space, released in 1982. We are kicking off side two of the album today. This is what I call the loving or softer side in a way. It's also the more queen side. Definitely. That's not just my opinion. Many people will tell you that this side of Hot Space is reminiscent of earlier Queen in so many ways. And we get a lot of that with this song here today. This is Moody May. This is Brian May and one of his compositions, one of his edgy, kind of angsty, gotta make a statement and get this out compositions. This is Put Out the Fire. Yes, it kicks off the loving, softer side of Hot Space with a bang in Queen, in classic Queen fashion. And this was the B-side to the single Calling All Girls in the U.S. Pretty cool. I actually think this was deserving of, it, it, it could have been its own single, I think, because this is so popular on the album Hot Space, at least now. People really, really like this song. And we're going to talk all about it. We're at 92 beats per minute. A fairly relaxed pace. Common time signature of 4-4. And we're in one key, a major, incredibly simple composition we have here. And it's very surprising when you consider where we've been and how these guys have grown. And I want to talk about that a little bit before we dive into put out the fire a little bit more. This is all about simplicity. This is all about attitude. This is all about riffs and making a statement. And Brian and the guys are doing this in a very simple way this time around. Whereas previously, we had changes in rhythm, changes in key, not just from our frontman, Freddie, although he was always well known for that. Brian gave us a lot of that too. Look at the Prophet song. Wow. Incredible stuff. Really intricate. Just phenomenally detailed. Stunningly artistic, those kinds of expressions. White Queen, as it began, every time I hear so many lullaby, sad, melancholic songs from Radiohead, and I realize that could be just about all of them, but what I'm getting at are the songs like How to Disappear Completely. I think about White Queen as it began. I can hear that in there. It's just emotive, evocative 
stunning stuff. And then here we have literally a few different chords for the entire composition. And it feels, that feels very different than the queen we used to know, but we started to see them shift to less complexity, more about the rhythms, more about the drive, more about the rock and roll. I, I think we've had a lot of evolution from the guys. And so we're in this place right here with the song that is less intricate, but no less effective. And what are we singing about? <gasps> Brian is anti-firearms, or at least he, he was. But you know what? I have read sentiment from him fairly recent, and I think this is still his stance. Also, this is likely a reaction to John Lennon being shot. And we'll talk about this in the first verse. There's at least a mention of it that very much feels like it references that event. And that was a very, that was a massive event. It was a big deal, especially for people in the music world. The Beatles, second to none when it comes to innovation and their effect on the overall music business and industry. So much goes back to the Beatles. There's a lot of bands like that, but the Beatles are arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, trendsetters for thinking outside the box and really innovating, especially in the studio. And I'm sure that's what inspired Queen to do a lot of what they did. So to say their influence on Queen was massive is still a big understatement. And when Lennon was shot, that was a big deal for every single one of them in the band and for a lot of people around the world as well. So for Brian to reference that, it would make absolute sense. And we're going to talk about that again in another song, actually, but let's get back to Put Out the Fire, only our second contribution on Hot Space from Moody May, my favorite writer in the band. Brian gets his message across in a much more cyclic song structure and a rousing chorus reminiscent of compositions like Fat Bottom Girls and We Will Rock You. Especially in that simplicity, distant echoes of stomping drums from She Makes Me, Stormtroopers and Stilettos. This is easily the most queen of all tracks on Hot Space. Bluesy elements, power chords, only a handful throughout the entire thing. They dominate while Freddie, Brian, and Roger give layered vocals again. This feels like a throwback to the classic queen style, and it's a welcome and needed one. Brian contrasts the storytelling tone from verse to chorus, singing from various perpetrators' points of view, and then making his own statement against them. This is very clever. We'll talk about the perception of this among the fandom and listeners in general. Other welcome returns. All four of the boys are here. Roger plays real drums. There's an edgier, harder element, and it's not just the lyrics. The grittier sound reminds of many news of the world jazz era tracks. In a way, this is a complete transition from the first side of this album. Think about body language. <laughs> How much more different could we get? Even the previous number that closed out the first side, Action This Day, Roger's first number on the album, a little bit of new wave tinge here and there. Nothing like this. this. This is very much a Brian song, and I'm glad he's brought it to us. And guess what? Nine performances all in 82, almost exclusively in Japan, one show in Toronto, Canada, and two in California in the U.S. And if I had to guess, they may have had a little hesitation including this on additional 
performance set list simply because of the messaging, because Brian's stance is very, very assertive. And he's making his statement against a particular country's laws. And we're going to talk about that some more. And when they performed it live, this was an abbreviated performance. It's not quite as long, but it's no less powerful than the plenty of power chord heavy deliveries from our boys on a stage. The stomping beat is particularly effective. Lots of cymbals, as we know, (laughs) full and well. Roger loves his cymbals. Harmonies from Roger, Brian, with Freddie driving the lead. Brian digs in on those bluesy chords too. It's simple, yeah, but it's so fun. Accented with John's rolling bass, those glissandos just stop. (laughs) Nice touch. Would have been great to hear a longer version of this, and I'll bet people would have enjoyed this if the guys had decided, you know what, let's, let's be bold. We're queen after all, darlings. Let's just put this on the set list. That synthesized organ is a lot of fun, adds a very interesting almost celebratory vibe to what Brian is proclaiming in his lyrics. I have fun facts about Put Out the Fire. Brian recorded the guitar solo under the influence of alcohol. Maybe that's not all that abnormal or surprising, but I feel like it's important to mention it. There's a few more details about why in a moment here. There is a short video tutorial from Brian in which he plays portions of the guitar solo. This is from 1983. Starlix Productions created this series of instructional videos with well-known musicians. Brian was featured in addition to Steve LeCather of Toto, Tani Iommi from Black Sabbath, Al McKay from Earth, Wind & Fire, and there are more. Apparently, Brian talked many more songs like Brighton Rock, Tie Your Mother Down, and It's Late. But for this one, he focuses on the chromatic high arrangement with those bent notes and harmonics. This is also the shortest track on Hot Space at three minutes and 20 seconds. I have band critique. It's all from our writer. And this is where I get into more detail about Brian's thoughts around his still- the same, oh my gosh, see my brain, his, his consistent sentiment around this issue. And he also talks about the solo. So here we go. In his 82 interview with On The Record, Brian talked about the guitar solo when asked about its difficulty. Quote, actually, it was. I don't really know why that wasn't a first take. I had done a lot of solos for that, hated every one of them. And then we came back from a club. I was well on the way, you know, we were all plucked out and slightly inebriated, and we had ridiculous echo effect with Mac putting back through the cans. And I said, that sounds unbelievable. I want to put that on every track. So Mac said, okay, try put out the fire. So we put it on the machine and I just played through it. It was inspiring, like those huge stereo echo sounds coming from all over the place. I could hardly hear what I was doing but it was sounding so good and I was so drunk. To be honest, I don't think it's that good a solo. It's got a sort of plotting thing going behind it. I never felt totally happy with it, unquote. Okay, first of all, first of all, this solo is pretty amazing. I was just listening to the song again and I gotta say, the unhinged attitude of it, that sort of finding his way through it as he plays, I never would have thought that 
if I hadn't read this interview and, and knew how he felt about playing this solo. But honestly, this solo is one of my favorites from him. I love the tone. I love what he does with those high notes and those harmonics. I love it. And I'm not the only one. But back to Brian's comments. Brian's had a lot to say about this over the years. Quote, it was something about guns. Really, that's where it came from. I suppose brought to life by the climate around John Lennon's death. I think putting out the fire in many areas is a good idea, unquote. And that was with BBC Radio 1 in June of 82. And much later, on his website in 2009, quote, I still stand by this song. Although now I feel there were flaws in the way it was recorded, maybe I'll have another go someday. I still think the gun is one of the most hideous inventions this planet has ever seen, giving a weak man the ability to throw lumps of lead into the bodies of his fellow men and any other creature around him. Yes, I did play with toy cap guns as a kid. I had no idea of the reality. But as a grown-up, I want all weapons thrown on the fire forever. Unquote. And I think I paraphrased that because there was quite a bit. He elaborated a lot about his feelings around guns. Now, whether or not you agree with that, this is a great song. And I think a lot of people even miss that that's what is being said in this song. I think people actually believe, and I'll touch on this more as I, I talk about the lyrics, that it's just Queen being like, yeah, I'm going to get revenge, but that's not at all what it is. You have to listen to the, that wonderful juxtaposition between the verses and the choruses. And all of that being said as well, Brian's sentiment around this it's such a tough subject, isn't it? When we, when we talk about gun control and gun laws and who has the right and is there enough in place? Do we need more? What needs to happen to curb what's going on? And I do think there is room to explore and room to change. But of course, it's just a tough thing. You know, it's tough because you can kind of look at things from both sides, at least I do. I don't know. I think that people should have the right to defend themselves. It's hard because there, there are people who are going to get the weapons, whether or not they do it legally. I, I, it's hard. You know, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But all of that aside, that's a very heavy thing. I think this makes for a great song subject, especially in the context of rock, because we're in this very grungy and very heavy, bluesy, yeah, screaming out kind of... I'm going to profess this, and I, I'm going to make this, this is what I'm about. And I love that Brian is standing up and saying it confidently. He's not shying away. He's not sugarcoating it. He, there was another comment I found from him, or maybe it was part of the same one I paraphrased, where he said, in my perfect world, there wouldn't be guns, period. And that would be awesome if we all felt that way, wouldn't it? But of course, somebody has to go out there and make something that's going to hurt people whether it's a physical hurt or just go after people. I mean, we could even, I'm going to go way on a tangent and say we could even say social media is a weapon. Okay, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the topic at hand, put out the fire. Or it can be used as a weapon, I'm sorry. All right, put out the fire. So the great thing is I don't have anything bad to say about this. There's no negative commentary from anyone, critics, fans, People kind of like put out the fire. Washington Post, in their review of Hot Space, said this was Brian May at his best on the quote-unquote normal queen side of the album. Detroit Free Press also called this a quote, strong rocker, unquote. I read comments from fans about the solo, 
yep, the one that Brian doesn't really care for, praising it as a fabulous moment. And I am one of those people that thinks it's just phenomenally played. In general, cool is the comment most dropped for this song. People like the sound and the assertive statement. Though, like I said, I think a lot seem to miss the obviousness of the messaging. Fans definitely love this more live, commenting, Every song on Hot Space is better live. I can't tell you how many times I've read that from people that, that if they didn't care for the album, they listen to things live and they're just like, whoa, mind blown. Interesting though, it's people do talk about the album production and criticize it. But the funny thing is that Brian and, and, and Roger interview that they did in Vienna, they specifically highlighted the album's production in that interview, claiming it was fresh, it was modern compared to earlier albums, which they felt sounded tired and antiquated at that point. Isn't that interesting that you have these two guys in the middle of it, in the moment saying, yeah, we did these different techniques. We mic'd things up differently. This was a lot of Max doing. He's like, you can do it like this. And the guys think, hey, this sounds more modern. It sounds fresh. And in reality, it actually sounds... I try to put myself in that moment in time. And I was alive during, I, I was alive and conscious of shifts in sound in the mixing and mastering of songs. I've been picking that stuff apart since long before I even knew what it was, but there's something about the sound of early 80s, kind of in the mid 80s, where everything started to shift to a more digital feel. And I think that's what the guys meant when they said, this sounds more fresh because it was different. It wasn't the same thing that they were used to. But I'll tell you one thing, and I'm not the only one who thinks this, their earlier albums, especially ones like a Day at the Races and News of the World that they, they produced almost entirely on their own. I feel like those sound so much more crisp and alive than something like Hot Space does. But perspective is everything. And at the time, that sound that they had with all of this electronic equipment was very much the thing. It was very in. It was very current. But isn't that interesting? It's just all about perspective. All about perspective. This put out the fire. Talk about perspective. This song, it's funny. It's not very complex in structure, but it's actually got a lot going on. So when I was breaking this down in detail, I was surprised that there was so much coming to me as I was listening to this. And I think part of that is because we are suddenly back in the midst of something that is much more classic queen. We're back into that groove, that realm of wow, this sounds like Queen, you know? The guys had a lot of experimentation going on in the first half of this album. And here, the boys are back. Chord, chord, chord. Left, right, center. This song opens. Got a sustained second in there. This comes at you straight away. And that rising fourth to fifth to sixth note builds the anticipation along with that hi-hat. Thank you, Raj. It's been a while since we've heard something like this and we fall into it like a warm blanket that welcomes you back. Oh, the joy. The intro doesn't last long, though. They called him a hero in the land of the free. Some fun stuff happening here. The bass drum, the kick is on the second and fourth beats. Shaker's going. Brian's riff is bluesy and it's soulful. They called him a hero in the land of the free. This is a reference to John Lennon, okay? And really, this this moment in the song, this verse, we're in the same chord 
most of the way through this, but Freddie's delivery is also impressive, fun to sing. Contrast this with something like Nevermore or My Melancholy Blues. This is heavier, aggressive Fred, a la Dragon Attack. Mixed with some naturalness here, it's effortless, his vocal performance. And he sings about how, so they called him a hero in the land of the free, but he wouldn't shake my hand, he disappointed me. So this is coming from the man who takes his life, this verse, this perspective. Brian wrote it from that perspective, okay? So then the little, the little connection, the bridge comes in before we burst into the chorus. You might fear for my reason. I don't care what they say. Look out, baby, it's the season for the mad masquerade. Okay, this is still coming from the perpetrator. You got that? So this is the reasoning behind the action. It's interesting that Brian takes us here being against firearms. He takes us there into the mindset of someone who would take that kind of action. Simple chords, but there's John. Those glissando bass hits. We have, if I had to guess, all three boys singing in falsetto. I hear Brian, because supposedly this is just Fred, but I don't know. Brian's tone is there, along with Roger. Roger crashes the cymbals on beat four in unison with Brian's power chords, then to kick off the chorus. Freddie finally in loud, full chest voice, clear as a bell, strike that guitar. Roger snaps the snare. Put out the fire. Oh, you need a bullet like a hole in the head. That's that old saying, right? You need a bullet like a hole in the head. The guys sound great. The guitar is such a breath of fresh air. And after all the synths and the dance numbers we've had, this is classic queen. Drums, bass, guitar, lots of voices. Not as many as we've had in the past. No, this is not somebody to love. It's not Bohemian Rhapsody, but we've got those layers, that queen sound. We've missed you. And Brian is flying on his arrangement. And then Freddie again, don't believe what your granddaddy said. Okay, so that is the chorus. That's the end of the chorus. Brian has shifted. When we get to that part where it's put out the fire, put out the fire, you need, you need a bullet like a hole in the head. That is Brian turning around and attacking the, the thoughts and criticizing the thoughts of someone who would take that horrible action. Got it? So a lot of people think, a lot of people, I don't think they realize that's what this is. And then don't believe what your granddaddy said. Brian is specifically mentioning and referencing the laws of the U.S. when it comes to guns. And we'll hear more about that as we get through more of this. In the background, in the background at the end of the chorus, we get those oozes layered in this wonderful, beautiful richness. Second verse, the same stomping drums. And for a moment, I remember I thought Brian took the lead here when I was hearing this early on when I was going through my first listens of Hot Space. And when this verse kicks off, I, I thought it was Brian. <laughs> for some reason, his tone, I was like, that's Brian, but no. This is still Freddie. She was my lover. It was a shame that she died. Ouch. See, we're back to the position of the one with the gun. And Brian captures the mentality of a man gone mad after finding his lady with someone else. Let's highlight John here. No complex runs or surprising intervals, but his strikes on that bass. On the second beats, they're everything. 
And then this lyric right here. I've been told it is a fashion to let me on the streets again. It's nothing but a crime of passion and I'm not to blame. Yep. You got that? That's the end right before we go into the chorus. That's the end of that phrase. Same falsetto, heavy arrangement. But this time, more movement from John on his bass keeps it very distinctive, a little bit more energized. Roger's toms go into the next chorus. Ah, that roll. That fill is so great. Another element that's been missed. Put out the fire. This chorus has some nice variations in delivery everywhere, from the lead vocals, Brian's riffs, even Roger's fills are surprising. Pow, pow, in your face into the guitar solo that apparently Brian isn't a fan of, but the way this screeches in like a squealing car, soars in that high register all throughout, Brian's soulful backing chords linger on the left. But geez, this solo feels like it bursts in magically and grinds and falls and flies so effortlessly. It reminds me of guitar solos we'll get much later, actually. Very complex and impressive. Before our last round of choruses, Freddie takes the lead in full voice alone. Listen to this. You know a gun never killed nobody. You can ask anyone. People get shot by people. People with guns. Okay, so let's talk about this lyric. This is one lyric even fans who applaud less guns in general, they cringe at it, actually. It's obviously the counterpoint to pro-gun arguments, but the way it's used here, I think some fans are like, well, duh. Or maybe they feel it's a little bit immature or juvenile. But hey, this is Brian's song. He wants to make a statement. And the way that Freddie delivers it like that, he speaks it. Except for the, per- the except for the, oh, I can't even talk. Except for the first part of that lyric. He speaks the whole thing. And it is kind of like a, well, uh-huh moment. Almost tongue in cheek that way. But then again, this is Queen. We shouldn't be surprised by that. Regardless, the edge, the aggression of this harder number keeps people rocking. The guys genuinely sound like they're having a good time, especially in the choruses. And then there's this gem right here. Just tell me that old-fashioned gun is dead. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot sing crashes of snares, okay? But pow, 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 Roger on that snare. Rolling out, Brian grinding away. Roger pounds that kit. John's still heavy on the bass. Freddie improvises as only he can and shoot, 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 crash. And we're done. Before we go into a much more mellow and reflective number, almost surprisingly so, from another queen. But how about that? Brian and his anti-firearm statement, still something he stands by today. And I think. Even if you have a different opinion, even if you think, hey, I could argue against that. There's a reason for this. We, we need to have this, or maybe we don't. I think this is a great, well-constructed piece of Queen music. And that's why people love it. That's why, even if there is some confusion about what Queen's actually saying here, that they're not just saying, hey, we want to take people out. No, not at all. In fact, that this is a song that gets people rocking and jiving. And I really like this. It truly is the most Queen thing you're going to get on hot space. Yes, reminiscent of stompers we've had before from our lovely Moody May. I love this man. He's really awesome. I highly urge you to, if you're not already, to follow him online because he's very thoughtful. He's very, he's just so well-spoken. And I can hear him speak every time I read his words. I can hear his voice. 
It's fabulous. And the man works with NASA. I mean, what's not to love? He loves stereo photography. How in the world do you say that term? I'm so sorry, Brian. I can't remember what the term for that is, but he's been doing that for decades. He has whole projects dedicated to stereo photography. In fact, he took pictures of the guys in the band that way. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, love me some Brian May and I love Put Out the Fire. It's a fun, jiving, gritty thing that's perfectly rock and roll in a sea of synthesizers. So have at it, put out the fire. Check out a live performance. There's a few, I believe, there's a few recordings on YouTube from Japan. It's a quite energized and rousing number. And I still think the guys would have had a lot of success with it if they'd played it elsewhere. But again, being that Brian is almost certainly, obviously speaking to gun laws, especially in the United States, I think there was perhaps a little bit of hesitation there to include this on all the set lists simply because, hey, how do you perform this in parts of the world where, where people are going to have a different sentiment or they, or they might get more offended by it or you know, they might, they might get disgusted and be like, hey, you know, everybody is entitled to an opinion and their feelings around it. It's just good to try to keep things civil, you know? It's hard to do sometimes. Anyway, put out the fire. Go have a listen to it. I'll be back next time, maybe with a different episode. I think I've done three Queen Deep Dives now. And it is a magical time of year. So maybe I'll talk about something happy next time. Keep yourselves alive. I'll be back. Stay happy, stay healthy. and. May your days and your nights be filled with glitter and lights. Okay, guys. Later. <laughs>